Welcome back to Tea Time Podcast, your home for sports news, entertainment, and mind-numbingly painful takes. Today is June 14th, 2023, and we will be covering the bases, unlike the New York Mets with their struggles, rotation issues across the MLB, and the Oakland Athletics ownership. We'll roll right into NBA playoffs, give the Denver Nuggets their flowers, discuss quite briefly the NHL Stanley Cup Final. So with that, Quiet on the tee, please. It's time to get started. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. All right. It's Tuesday, June 13th, as we record this episode, and the Oakland Athletic fan base is currently thrown on a reverse boycott. <laughs> what is a reverse boycott? Well, typically, a boycott would be if you got like a bunch of fans going to a game and they want to boycott the team, they'd stop showing up. But for the Oakland Athletics, instead of no one going to the games, now like 10 people are going to the games, which is crazy. Big numbers for them. That's probably a season high. I think it is actually clocking in at 1,500. Yeah, person's and capacity. I would, I would say that that is a season high for them for sure. Be. And the raccoons in the building, I'm sure, are adding to that attendance. I think they're actually stamping their ticket as well. Yep. Like, go yep. ahead, get in there. Mm-hmm. All the critters. The Oakland A's fan base is reverse boycotting because they want owner John Fisher to sell. His team's been struggling. He basically sold every player they had this offseason. And doesn't give a rats. He's trying to go to Vegas. He is trying to go Respectfully. to Vegas. Respectfully, especially when you're getting how much of the stadium going to be paid for through taxpayers that went through today with Nevada. Yeah, $380 million? Yeah. It's easy. Why not do it when everybody else is relocating to Las Vegas anyways? Get that, what would be, third major sport, uh, sports league in Vegas? He wants to be that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, the Nevada Senate decided to absolutely just dog on this Oakland A's fan base's reverse boycott by passing a $380 million bill to fund the news the new a-, a stadium in Vegas. And that stadium, I think, if our, uh, if it's still planned, they are planning to take down the Tropicana Hotel site and build there. And um, I read an article. This was exactly almost exactly a month ago on the 15th, May 15th. Uh, all the employees were, um, it was told to all the employees that they had plans to close. So that is all kind of leading up to sliding doors. Sure. It's going to close. And Oakland A's or I will, I guess, will be the Las Vegas Athletics. Sounds like we'll be relocated there. Do they keep the name A's? You have to, right? I think so. I just I just didn't know. I think you that. have to. I mean, okay. the Athletics, I feel like it's just too... It's such a basic name, but it's like a perfect baseball name. Well, I know. I was just saying I didn't know if you knew if they were... Oh, I, no, I don't know. I, and from, I don't think there's any talks of it as far as I've seen, oh, gotcha. which I kind of hope not, right? And I don't know. We'll yeah. see if they... I don't... Every time I see a rendering of the stadium... And they have the one rendering that's really talked about with that whole site being taken down, that Tropicana Hotel site. Mm-hmm. And it's showing green and yellow. So Okay, so you're keeping the name. Keeping the name, keeping the colors, which is a good move. Sure. I don't think you can change those. Crazy thing, ironic thing, I guess you could say, is this proposed stadium is would be in Vegas. This proposed stadium in Vegas would be 30,000 seats, which is the smallest in MLB. Really? Yeah. So, oh, wow. It's kind of funny that this – organization that's struggling to get fans is trying to relocate spend billions upon billions of dollars to relocate and then have this still have like the smallest interesting fa- i mean their fan base wouldn't be the smallest but you know in attendance in attendance for sure yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's 
Kind of classic. That is kind of classic. I mean, he's trying, I guess you're playing into, you know, no sense in building this massive stadium in Las Vegas uh-huh. when you're pretty much only going to get, I mean, it's right, it's Tropicana's right there by the strip. Like, you're getting just people coming off the strip to these games, which is, that's what I'm saying, especially a baseball game, because it's so easy to, you never have to plan for it. You need the third inning and you can walk down, like, oh, yeah. oh, let's get tickets for seven bucks. A lot bucks. harder now that they're sped up, but yeah. For yeah, sure. for sure. But, I mean, the building side, it didn't show, like, the... They have to have parking there. I mean, they're going to have to. But the way they have the stadium set up and they want, like, this big fountain out front. and yeah, I mean, it looks really good, obviously, in a rendering. But sure. it's like, holy, how how do you make that even happen? Yeah. Especially yeah, in Vegas. I haven't seen that, but I'll have to take a peek. That is sick, though. Speaking of the A's, though, they might not be relocating if they keep winning. Well, they're, they're making a statement. They're in the World Series at yeah. this rate. They're making a statement right now. Six straight wins, including a sweep of the Brewers in the last series. They just beat the Rays. Game one. Game one. And as we're recording this podcast, as Jerry said, they are tied at zeros heading into the fifth with the Rays. So, I mean, they're the hottest team in baseball. I don't know if you can argue it. I'm, yeah, I'm honestly predicting right now that it's going to be an, like an A's-Mets World Series. I think, I think the it's going to be just like the Coco Crisp, Coco Crisp days. Like he's going to roll them right into the playoffs, and instead of being in the wild card and losing the wild card, they're going to get that wild card win and then – it's going to be a Kansas City it's Royals 2015, 16, yeah, whatever year that was back over. You don't if they're playing this good. Are you kidding me? You would love to see it, really. I mean, the town, the city of Oakland, which I did, and then this, I kind of want to speak on this. Even though they only sold the 1,500 tickets, wherever it was today, uh-huh. um, the stadium came out and did say that all ticket revenue from today is getting donated to um, two companies in Oakland, and it was... Um, the pet a pet foundation and then and then um I can't remember the other foundation but it was two foundations in Oakland so giving back to their community and that's kind of another that's shove right in, right in the ownership's face. Well, doesn't the ownership determine? No, the ownership's not determining that. It's the, it's the um stadium's revenue, so it's stadium yeah. determines ticket revenue. You're saying John Fisher doesn't have his hand in that in any way? No, he does. I'm sure he has a percentage, but the stadium and I don't know how it works because I'm not sure if Oakland still owns the Coliseum or not. Because it was a big talk. Shoot, that was when when the Raiders were there. When the Raiders played their home games in Oakland. Okay. So I don't know whatever happened to that. And that's another reason why they're trying to get out, right? Because they're trying to get them out of the Coliseum because the call it's torn. It's wrecked. Yeah, yeah but, it's going down. So I thought that was pretty cool about... But we'll see. That is I, th- I think that's just kind of a shove right in the face. Like, yeah, see here, buddy. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, though, that they planned that on the same day that they actually got more than 10 people in the stadium. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at Oakland Athletics moving to Vegas, catch a baseball game, a football game, some UFC, hockey. Who knows? Like that just makes it more of a destination for me. So I'm, I'm not. I can't say I'd be mad either, but I would feel bad for those like day one. I would definitely feel bad for Oakland. I mean, they who they lose the Raiders. Yeah, lost the Raiders. Uh, Golden State moved out of their arena uh-huh. headed over oh man they would lose everything in like a matter of like five years yeah but maybe you know what maybe the fans there just don't care obviously something's going wrong if well, two teams have already dipped out i don't even know if you can say thirds it, on the way but look where they're going they're going to vegas that's true that's that's the money pit everybody sees that's the money pit, especially with sports gambling being on the rise and as it is that's but like, i don't even know be. if that was about money because they couldn't get they couldn't get seats filled but that. if you go back to when the a's when they at, when the ownership halfway cared about them, they kept players like you want Cespedes and Coco Crisps, and they were playing in wild card games and hosting wild card games. Sure, you go back, that stadium is packed, and that's not that long ago. Okay, so it's a matter of like, it's like, in a way, like you don't want to go watch your hometown team go 
12 and 60. Like, that's no, not no, fun. No. We're yeah. watching a team just get pounded on and the other <laughs> team just playing a scrimmage, essentially. Yeah. It's a matter of, like, the ownership's got to care a little bit to spend a little bit of money. Okay. So, hopefully, you know, like I said, if he goes to Vegas, hopefully he actually is going to spend the money because they gave up so many players this last season, offseason, like you were saying. Yeah, but it's the Oakland A's. Like they, exactly. Moneyball's literally about them. Like how, that's very true. When was that? Like 2003, 2004? Yeah. I think it was. I think it was the same year the Red Sox won it. Well... I think that just goes. That kind of lead that'll lead into our Denver to- Nuggets discussion later on down the road, and so keep that in mind. We'll talk about teams not want to spend money and try to do it the uh, response fiscal responsible way and yeah. like save money. But I mean, can you do that anymore today? Like, how how are you going to compete? Not when you got like someone like owners of Steve Cohen coming in. Yeah, like, spending I guess a buckload of money working for him. That's Let's fair. talk about the Mets. Speaking of the Mets, Steve Cohen loves to spend money. I thought this team was going to be sick. I don't know what's going wrong with them. Gary. What was your MLB pre- our preview in our episode? You you said they were going to have to go to the series, didn't you? You took you took the Mets out of the NL. Did I actually? I probably I did. I was have. high on the Mets. You were I, very high on the I Mets. I still want to be high on the Mets, but 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, including sweeps from the Blue Jays and the Braves, they lost seven straight until the, the last game of the Pirates series. So they lost three to the Braves, three to the Blue Jays, and then one to the Pirates before getting a win. And then they just lost to the Yankees tonight. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, Pete Alonso, who I'm not a big fan of, he's placed on the 15-day IL after getting rocked by a 96-mile-per-hour fastball from Charlie Morton so did in they, that Mets Brave series. Right, and they predicted him out three to four weeks. Yeah. So we'll see what happens to him. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him either, so I don't really care. I think I, I've ne- from the day that home run derby where they show him in the back oh taking God. it like it was a World Series. Yeah, everyone's just out with the fans. Like Twitter enjoying. was all-time that night. That is an all-time Twitter <laughs> night. That was so ridiculous. So, like, I get you want to win that, but... I get it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That's not how that's about. That's not how that's supposed to be. Yeah, that's why That's why I kind of lost my... I didn't care for him after that. I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. This no, guy? Oh, him yelling at Braves. The other, he looks, he's such an idiot, man. But I will say, Pete Alonso... He does lead the team in home runs. He leads does the lead league. the team. Oh, he leads the league in home 22, runs. Yeah. So he leads the league and the team in home runs. Leads the team in runs. Leads the team in RBIs. Leads the team in sl- slugging percentage and leads their team in OPS. Yeah. That's a void they're going to have to fill. So you know who they went out and got? Luke Voigt, who hasn't even oh, batted no. over 200 the last four years. Oh, no. He's batting like 212 this year. That's an He got dropped right? by Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. A while yeah. ago. He's come from the Reds, the Yanks. He's been around the block. Padres is who we kind of found his feet with last two years ago. Then he signed with Milwaukee. Uh-huh. And was supposed to, he was supposed to be this big bat, right? Like someone helped him out. Well, Milwaukee's struggling with big bats, and he wasn't a big bat. So they said, see ya, drop him in the minor leagues. And now the Mets decided to try to fill that void with Voight. It's not looking so great. <laughs> I don't know. Defense? I don't know that. I can't can't speak to Luke Voigt's defense. Um, but, yeah, the Mets are going to – they have a big void to fill, and I don't think – Luke Voigt is that filler. Yeah, I don't think so either, but who else are you going to – I mean, you can't – I'm not saying there's no one else you can't get right now, but they needed something. They need something quick. Mark Canna wasn't doing it for him. Well – That other – I forget his name. It starts with like a V or something. He was struggling hard too. Vogelback? Daniel no, Vogelback. no, not Vogelback. No. He's, he's young, this kid. Oh. So, well, let's just talk about it. If it's such a big deal, listen to this lineup. Brandon Nimmo, Alvarez in center, Jeff McNeil let – Left field. Then you got Lindor, Starling Marte, Brett Beatty, Tommy Pham, Gomore, and then Canna to round out the lineup. 
that lineup doesn't sound like 31 and 36 to me. They should still be over 500 as far as I'm concerned, even without Pete Alonso. And especially their pitching staff. Like, something else is going on. Their I pitching think. staff is struggling big time. That's what I'm saying. Verlander and Scherzer have a combined ERA of 4.86 for this year. Yeah. That's Only a, one starter has a sub-350 ERA on the team. You know who that is? I wouldn't have got it if I looked. Ooh. I don't know. Cody Sanga. Yeah, I thought he was bum cheeks. He's the only one that. with a sub-3.5 three, three ERA. Scherzer's at 371. Verlander, 485. And Verlander had a horrible start tonight. Carrasco, 571. Tyler oh. McGill, 514. One guy under 3, under well, 3.5, sorry. Only two guys under 4. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that they are, they are going to miss Walker this season. Yep. that's a That was a big loss. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, I still, maybe it's just my kind of bias towards them. And I don't, I never was a Mets hater, and I'm, not, I'm still not a Mets hater. I'm, not, but I'm I, rooting for him is a problem. I, I, I'm, I'm less of a Mets guy ever since they got hyped up because their owner is sick, which I will say is sick because he likes to spend money. Once they were start having up like, oh, this team, this team. And last year they got, they didn't do anything. They still didn't do anything in the playoffs. Like, it doesn't no. matter. You got to do something yep. for me to kind of like, be like, okay, that's the team. Yep. It kind of made me mad. They're hyping this team up. They get Lindor, who I wanted during that big free agency period, because I think Lindor is so sick. For sure. Um, I don't know if he's lived up to the contract yet. I'd say he's definitely a franchise store shop, but he they, he did get a ton of money. Um, it just hasn't panned out for him. And I, I'd imagine Steve Cohen is punching air right now, hard. I heard he was calm. I heard because like everyone's like, is he going to can Buck Showalter, the manager? Is he going to you know start fire selling? You know, trading, doing something. You know, anything. And it's said that he's not going to, like, I forget the exact quote, but basically said he's not going to, like, lose his marbles. He's not going to blow a gasket. He's just going to keep calm, trust trust, trust the guys, Chuck, trust Buck to get it done. Yep. But right now, 9.5 games back in the NL East. Oh. Opponents are averaging seven runs against the Mets in the last seven games. What, what do they need to do? Like, what needs to change there? Well, just looking at their run differential, 24 Minus twenty four, not great. Obviously, um, I, I especially I say not great with a lineup that I just went over that should produce, sure. and with Alonzo and there should produce runs. But even if they don't produce, we just went over their pitching staff. Their pitching staff should not be given up. I was gonna say three hundred and twenty like, runs. Three hundred and twenty runs doing is all right. I mean, they're that. 24 run differential isn't good, but they're still scoring a lot of runs. But they're just getting shelled on defense. Like their pitchers are just not doing it. Well, here, I'll t- to give you a better handle of why I say 320 runs is insane, there is six teams in MLB that give up more than 320 runs. And I'll just tell you, one of them is the Colorado Rockies who play in Colorado, and it's mile high. Runs are going to be given up there. They mm-hmm. always have been. The Oakland Athletics have given up 442 runs. I don't believe that. <laughs> and then you got the Kansas City Royals who also very – same amount of wins as the A's, yep. 355, and then Jerry's beloved Red Sox is also one of them. So, I mean, and then the Cincinnati Reds, but Cincinnati Reds score enough runs to actually get them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're getting they cook. there. They cook. I just think that it's a big deal that you spend all this money, and you can't even get one side of the ball yep. to get going. You can't get the pitching staff to get going. You can't get the bats going. Well, I don't have a problem with the money being spent there. There's something, something else going on. I don't no, think the money has. I think, and like I said, I love that going spending money. I'm not. Yeah. I would love being a Mets fan yeah. and having to spend the money, but I, like I said, I, if I was Cohen, I'm punching air right now. Yep. And didn't didn't you say a pitcher got caught with some sticky stuff tonight? So Drew Smith, the reliever, second Mets pitcher. If everybody remembers, Scherzer was the first. Drew Smith was 
Hold on, we got dogs barking in the back. Melman. Drew Smith was ejected in the seventh inning tonight against the New York Yankees on a routine sticky substance check. So it wasn't even like they went out to check him. He was coming off the mound, and they, it was a routine check. So, Okay, well, I just pulled up his Fangraphs page. 418 ERA, 433 whip. So he's, we're not, they're not missing much after that guy. I mean, that's about, what, third best right. on the that's team? Average. Like, they, yeah, that's, that's reliever they could that's use. That's actually below average for that team. Never mind. Yeah, shoot. So There goes their ace. Yeah, it's... It's not look. It's not looking uh, bright for the match right now, but still very early in the season. They do have to turn it around as they're. I don't. I. I, I seriously do not think that they have a shot at catching the Atlanta Braves. But with that said, the Atlanta Braves are also not very hot, and I don't want to get into them right now. But they are seven to three in their last ten, which sounds really good. But before that, they were on a very bleak streak, dropping series to the Diamondbacks, who are actually tough, and we'll see what happens. But. Mets have a long way to go, and they better get going. Do you think you, you don't think they can catch the Braves? Which I think, I don't think they're gonna because I I, I I just don't think the Braves are like that no more. Sure, no, I agree, I agree. But do you think they can make postseason? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I, they're way too loaded not to. If Scherzer, if even Scherzer or Verlander, Verlander just one of the two get going, that's a win every five days. Yeah, like that's all they need. They well, just need some to get going. You know, if you they stay healthy, to fall in, but I, I absolutely. Agree. But if you can rely on one guy, like I said, yeah. I, I seriously if you think got if that, you can rely, go to ace who that is like a nine out of ten win, like that. Yeah, I Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's like Luis Castillo for the Mariners last year. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, was yeah. he a horse? Every yep. time he stepped on the mound, they won. Yep. So, I don't know. The Mets need to get it going, but going along with talk about rotations, we got some issues coming out of the NL West with the LA baseball Dodgers, Jer. Big issues, Gary. Five of their nine, five of nine of their listed rotation on MLB.com are injured. Julio Arias, Noah Syndergaard, both on the 15-day IL. Dustin May, Bueller, who might be back in September. Bueller might be. He better not be. Better not be. I don't want. You don't want to see him? Even mm-hmm. right now with all these guys out, Dustin May is probably out for the rest of the season. I don't know. He's still 60-day, and they're calling it forearm, not elbow. So we'll see. Right forearm, not elbow. So it's not as, it's not as ULC. Me it's not. Shout out Brett Robertson. We'll but see. Anyways, and then Peapot, who's not back until our all-star break. So you're you're without good guns until yeah. July yeah. and even past July. Probably you're out with good guns for a while. Yeah. So are you nervous? Well, first. Concerned? First, let me, let me speak to this. That's not great, right? You'd never want your rotation to go down like that, and especially – all of your eight, all of your guys, and Urias, May, and Bueller, and I say I don't want Bueller to come back because don't rush him back. I like he wants to get back. Roberts came mm-hmm. out, came out himself and said it's the competitive nature in him that that's set in this really aggressive timetable. But you probably won't expect to see him until the start of twenty twenty four. TJ's right. Yeah, he and had what's the recovery typically on that? Oh, it's, it's what? like fourteen months. Is that right? It's some. It's like a year. Yeah. And so he's only been out for. <sighs> he just it would did be a it. year in September, right? I think it would. I be. think you're right. I yeah, think I think it was right at the end of the season. Yeah. So he's trying to push at least shave four months off that. That's why I said I don't want to see him come back, because why Walker Bueller is the goddamn man. Like he is an ace when yeah. he is. Oh, on, so you just don't want to see him get. I just hurt want to see again. him get. I don't want to see him further further hurt his career, especially as a Dodger fan, because he's he's the next Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. And 
remind you, we still got Kershaw, who is dealing this year. He ain't never coming off that mountain. <laughs> he will not drop. And I, oh, I will go on the record sudden, and I will you're just say asking this: asking for him to get torched. I will go on the record and say this: I was calling for Kershaw to be traded like two years ago, just because I thought he was going to come off. So I will say that as a Dodgers fan, and it's hurt, yep. it hurts me to say, and it hurt me to say in the moment. But I thought Kershaw was too old. But man, is he? he I mean, he hasn't. He really hasn't fallen off any horse. He goes through a rough patch every now and again, sure. but he is. He deals for him. But let me introduce you to a 24-year-old named Bobby Miller, Jer. He's sick. He's coming in the rotation. His minor league stats, not impressive. A little over a 5 ERA. And so they asked him, coming in, they said, where's all this success coming? And I guess let me speak to the success first. Through four starts, he's 3-0 with a .78 ERA, 23 strikeouts, and only 12 hits given up. So did they... I just saw I saw this kid pitching the other night. Did they bring him up just because of all these injuries? Yes. Or is it okay? So they asked him, you know, how are you finding all the success in the major leagues when you couldn't really find the success in the minor leagues? And he goes, I don't know. It just came at the right time. Like adrenaline might be adrenaline, which makes I mean it makes sense. People live up to higher pressure, and he might just be one of them players. So twenty four years old, he's dealing. Hopefully, we can lean on him a little bit until we get some help or find find out what, what's going to happen. But here is what really scares me. As a Dodgers fan, my whole life, watching the Dodgers winning the 2020 World Series, getting cheated out at the two previous World Series. One, but okay. Two, but uh, the, our only downfall during those two years, every postseason we have, is our bullpen. We, we have never, ever, ever, ever in my whole 23-year-old life had a bullpen. Never. We can never rely on a bullpen. Kershaw will give us eight in two-thirds, and we need one out from Kenley Jansen. He'll give up a grand slam to lose the game when we're up three. Don't you disrespect Kenley Jansen. That's how it went. And, and even not even just our clothes. Like, we go to Joe Kelly back, in, and I will say Joe Kelly did play a pivotal role in some of those outings. But, man, can we not rely on our bullpen? Like, forever, that was always our downfall in the playoffs. As our starters could give us, if our starters could give us seven, we were always pushing for seven, which is insane because you're wanting to pitch as much mm-hmm. as they can in the playoffs. Yep. We were pushing to get them seven because our bullpen sucks so bad. So it's always a point throughout the offseason to shore up our bullpen yep. because we could rely on our rotation. But now we, have no, we don't have a rotation. Yep. So we need to be healthy, get into the playoffs first so you can't look over the regular season. And the Diamondbacks are stunting. Get into the playoffs. Have a rotation. Have a solid rotation. A healthy rotation. And please, please find a bullpen. We cannot find a bullpen. And we still have not found a bullpen. It's insane how you can have these star-studded one through nine lineups. All-star just like last year. And we can't do anything because we never got, we don't have a bullpen. What? Like, put me in there. Put me in there. I'll give you three outs. You need three outs? I'll put, I'll give you three. What are you, what are you going to give him? Fifty mile per hour changeups coming in? I give him knuckle curve. Are you are you really hating on Almonte right now? He's got a six three three ERA. Why why is he bad? And here's the thing: is I thought that was a good pickup, Jared, because I thought he was so sick when he was pitching for the Cardinals with his red glove. I thought he was so sick. He throws heat, and he just not. Okay, it. honestly though, looking at your relief pictures, Gratterall's one ninety five. Gratterall's nice. He's probably my favorite. Okay, he's he's been Gonzalez our solid is guy though. Five five. Caleb Ferguson, three nine one. Yeah, no, Ferguson actually gives up a lot. He doesn't see a lot of appearances though. And then that Shelby Miller. Oh, I don't know his stats. He's a two five seven. That's not bad. So, like I said, just sure up the bullpen. We're usually fine because we can rely on a rotation. But as of late, we don't have a rotation. That's fair. 
So we'll find out what happens with the Dodgers. Well, they've lost four of their last five series. and Not great. The one series they won was against the Nationals, so I don't really know if we can even statistically count that as a series win. And we only, yeah, we, only, we didn't even sweep that either. So The Rays and Yanks, those were tough series, but the Reds, the way they lost that, two walk-offs. Two walk-offs was oh. very tough, Jared. And, and the Phillies, too. Those the De La Cruz bad. one, I was like, bad whatever. When De, La, when De La Cruz makes sure. his That's debut, sick, like, that you happens. Don't, you don't need to do it twice in a row. And then the next night they give him another yeah. one. I'm like, oh. Three and seven their last ten year. Three and seven. Not great. Yeah, absolutely not great. But uh, I can tell you this right now, at 8.57 p.m., the Dodgers are up 4 nothing on the White Sox, who was a class organization, the White Sox, go. too. So. so just one last thing. Hypothetically, Walker Buehler comes back in September. It's against the Red Sox. Are you scared? I'm just saying, like, I, to I, wreck this kid? If we even had... If like we had to give him a warm up start, hadn't say say we played the Red Sox in our last series, mm-hmm. just theoretically we played the Red Sox in our last series before going to the postseason, and we needed at least a series win. Let's say three game series, we needed a series win to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I still wouldn't risk Walker Bueller against the Red Sox because I'm convinced we could probably we could probably flop. We could do the reverse order, start our relievers and bring in our starters well, and then bring in our backup catcher and we'd probably okay. still get the socks. I'm saying I'm saying he September, like right around the first of September, he he's ready to go and they, they just put him in. It's probably the series won't matter. Let's just say you guys are looking good for postseason. But so you're like using like a warm up game, like a yeah. like a rehab. Are you start? nervous that he'll get taken for ten runs and three innings and no never have his confidence? Again? Not after I've been watching the Red Sox way too much since you came up here in the summer and they're just bad. Defensively. <laughs> they are bad defensively. Their offense is coming alive. Coming alive. All right. All Moving right. on. Another rotation. Blue Jays. There's just a quick topic on the Blue Jays. I mean, come on. Manoa derails. Reliever Anthony Bass DFA'd after anti-LGBTQIA. They added a couple letters in their comments. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw that, I thought it was Chris Bassett. So I thought they were screwed. So did I. So did I. So I thought this happened a week. Didn't this happen a week ago? Wasn't there something about this? Yeah, it was about a week ago. Okay, I got to see what this guy's stuff is like. Because I'm going to be honest, I definitely thought it was Chris Bassett. Bassett, it's definitely not. No, Chris Bassett actually went tonight, Jer. Anthony Bass. Chris Bassett went tonight and oh, gave man. up. Oh, man. He had a bad outing against the Orioles, giving up eight earned runs in three innings. He gave up the grand slam to Gunnar Henderson, stud for the Orioles on fire. Oh, never mind. This helped the Blue Jays that he's out. He had a four nine five. This DMA. helped the Blue Jays. So they're good. But anyways, even though with that, that rotation struggling. That Rue, I forget how you pronounce it, he's been out all season. Right, he's been out all season. Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah. that. Mano- or sorry, Galson's been dealing. Manoa's been a problem. Bassett's been good too, I guess. Yeah, well, Bassett's guess been good. Uh, that's on me. That's on me. They're they haven't been struggling that much. Well, and, uh, I mean, Bassett's seven and six. He's got a lot of scored games, which sucks for his loss record. Seven and six. Seven oh. and six. All right. But. All right. Well, that's probably enough. Enough MLB talk. Well, no, I got a couple things. So let oh. me. Well, yeah, that's enough Blue Jays. Let's go into the Phillies. JT Romuto. I just kind of want to bring this up just as, oh, just as a talk point, real sure. quick, because. First catcher to hit for the cycle since George Kotoros in 2011, and he's the 17th catcher in MLB history to hit for the cycle. Jerry, I'll give you a guess. Who did George Kotaras play for in 2011 when he hit his cycle? I had no idea who this guy was, so I had to look him up. Wait, 
I'll give you I'll give you a hint. He played in the NL. Okay, I was I was gonna go Oakland A's just because. No, no. Okay, um, let's see. How to be the Cardinals? Same division. Pirates. No. Brewers. Oh. You were close. So the Brewers did it against the Astros, but cycle's been hit 342 times with the first in 1882. But the natural cycle, which JT Romuto did not hit, but I want to bring it to note here. Natural cycle has been completed only 14 times in modern MLB history, with the most recent being Gary Matthews in 2006 to a team also in the NL. Cubs. Nope. Different division. Oh. Right. Texas Rangers. Did so you the, just say he was in the NL? Yeah. The Rangers are AL. Oh, they are AL. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's a natural cycle, though? Is that like natural cycle, start with a single, single, finish with a home run. Okay, got you. Yep. So, JT Romuto makes history, but Philly still lose to a hot Serpent City Diamondbacks team, 9-8. to eight. But let's look at the score here right now. They're up 6-0 on the Diamondbacks, top of fifth, so Diamondbacks probably come back and win that one too. Um, another quick talking point with baseball before we move on, Jerry. I just wanted to bring up the Men's College World Series is about to be played. It is now set. The Super Regionals, Texas was tied at six with Stanford in the bottom of nine. Two outs, runners on first and second, and the ball was skied into right center. And both outfielders are waving their hands. Looking around, where to go, where to go, where to go. They lost it in the lights. The ball dropped. That looked like me six beers deep at slow pitch softball. Facts. Lost their trip to the World Series on a dropped routine can of corn fly ball that they lost in the lights. So there's only one thing I have to say about that is Texas is going to Texas. I mean, it's just Texas that athletics. Is, so. That's such a longhorn thing to do. Okay, okay. As we're sitting here, phone, ESPN notification. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Mohanan is recovering from an undisclosed medical situation. Interesting. He got kidnapped. Interesting. Or, or, hear me out, another situation. He's got something terminal. He might not be recovering, and he just took the bag, and he's about to go out of the best six months of his life. Yep. Hold on, I'm reading this real quick. Oh, no. Respecting his privacy, we're not going to get anything juicy here. I'm not going to get anything. Or, or he's faking sick like he did in second grade to get out of class. That's genius. He, he's under heat right now. Give some sympathy to the guy? Yep. Wow. His PR team is on fire right now. Yeah, they got it. Hats John. off to Jay Mo- mm-hmm. Monahan's PR team. Honestly, though. should be looking into them. They're well. Good. They're good. You know, let's just move right on. Let's just make it a quick, quick point. Congratulations to the loss. Vegas Golden Knights. Wow, what in the world? On nine a, to three? What? Yeah, on a baseball score essentially. Nine to three, game five to close it out in Vegas. So quick hand for the Golden Knights. Founded franchise in twenty seventeen. Second appearance. Their first appearance coming the their inaugural season. And who did they lose to, Jared, in their inaugural season? The Washington Capitals. In five games. So they close out the Panthers in five games. Again, go Knights. Close that one out. But the real discussion, real discussion, is the Denver Nuggets are NBA champions. Man, does it feel good. Does it just feel amazing? It feels good, Chair. Have you been waiting for this? First time franchise history they make it to the finals. 
first time winning it then, obviously. 47 years we've been around, haven't got it through. We should have got through with Melo, never could. Kobe had our number, but we took down the Lake Show in the Western Conference Finals. Colton Brody is mad about that and mad about the heat. But this Denver Nuggets team is going to be around for a while. Dynasty starts now. Now, Jer. Well, it starts now depending on one thing, and I kind of brought this up in the Oakland Athletics talk. And that Christian is Christian Braun. Okay, well, that man is the man. You want to talk about Christian Braun first? I mean, I'd, I'm not a big NBA guy, but I'm a, I'm a big Christian Braun guy. Christian Braun, three straight high school titles, then a NCAA title with the Jayhawks, followed by an NBA championship with the Denver Nuggets. The man Nuggets. doesn't lose. He's just a winner. That's somebody you need on the team, someone that just doesn't know how to lose. That's who you need. Mm-hmm. So they're... Christian Braun becomes the fifth player to win back-to-back NCAA and NBA title. Billy Thompson, Henry Bibby, Bill Russell, and Magic Johnson. Goats. Look at that company. That's where he belongs, logistically. After watching what he did at Kansas last year, I didn't watch a lick of NBA. But seeing him in the finals, just pull, putting on. Oh, Absolutely put on for on. City. The 15-point game was nice. And did he play much regular season? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's that's the man. That's still sick, though. He still comes off the bench. Okay, okay. That's still, that's still pretty sick. I got a question, though. Should he retire? That would be a good move. Should he call do you think after one year in the NBA? Okay, do NBA players, do they get money their first season? It's not like MLB, is it? Like Yeah, I think rookies, they Rookies, they, they make bags? Oh, yeah, if you okay. get drafted, especially okay. especially in the lottery. So he, do you think he could live off whatever he made this season? I have no idea. You know what, Jared? Let's look it up. Who okay. did? What did Christian Braun make? If I'm going out 1-0, in the NBA playoffs, I think I'm doing it. Oh, he could. Oh, yeah. What do you pull? Estimated earnings for 2023, 2024, $2.8 million. He can just I can live off of $2.8 Just be the Denver's radio guy. But then again, he's got $2.9 coming next year, $3 million, then $5 million the following season. So it's just going up from here. But hear me out. Mm-hmm. Let's think about this. It doesn't get much better than this. Can't. How can it get any better? You win Winning two. What if they go back to back? That's fair. That would be crazy. Okay, but then you have That'd to have retire. have to be the first player ever, right? To go oh, I'm high sure. school, college, back to back in the NBA? Have to be. Have to be. Bill. I mean, Bill Russell, the, the king, might have did it. I don't know. But think about this. Okay. You can't just go from winning an NCAA title to winning an NBA championship and then expect things to get better. Like, And here, and here is Why my argument you? behind it. I would. I mean, that's that dog mentality, though. He's a dog. Don't get me wrong. He is a dog. Sure, he can become a starter, mm-hmm. but he's never going to be a star. He's never going to be the go-to. I, okay, I watched about 15 minutes of that NBA game, and he was the only one out there putting on. <laughs> I think he could. He'll Why ne- can't he? He'll never be the go-to player. Too small. Doesn't have. He just. He's just not that guy. Just not that guy, pal. Great role player. Too small. He his gave ceiling, Jimmy Butler the beans his, and biscuits. His ceiling is for sure starter. Like, he could definitely be a starter and, you know, great role player on the team, but he'll never be a star. So, I mean, if you're really never going to be a star, in a league that's star-studded, like, you're never going to be better than the Joker. So, well, no, I'm not saying he's the man. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying, but how do you know if you're ever, like, he's I don't one of think the five. He's what? That's what I'm saying. If he can only get better by becoming a starter, what else? I mean, you, you become a starter next season. Back-to-back. They go range. back-to-back, then you call it. You have to call it. Yeah, if you go back to back, there's no. And doubt. you're a starter for that team, you have to call it. Mm-hmm. 
that I'll would personally be, fund his retirement if that's the case. Because that would be no, he'll personally fund this podcast with his bag. True, because I'm true. sure he got a bonus. All the players got a bonus for winning it too. I'm sure. Yeah, but going back to what I was talking about, the only way the Denver Nuggets don't go back to back or don't have a solid chance, and I don't even want to say back to back because we're still going to have this core because MPJ is locked up for four years. Aaron Gordon is locked up for four or five years. Joker's locked up on a five-year Supermax. The only person that's not is Jamal Murray. He's on a two, got two years left, and then he's going to want that bag. And Stan Kroenke needs to give him that bag. I was talking about a responsibly, fiscal responsible owner, and I'm seeing all these reports on Stan Kroenke being a fiscal responsible owner. You know why? Why? He owns, let me just give you the list of teams that he owns. Well, he owns it under Crunky Sports Entertainment. He owns the Nuggets, the Rams, the Avalanche, Arsenal FC, Arsenal WFC, the MLS, Colorado Rapids, the NLLs, Colorado Mammoth, and then two eSports teams. Mm -hmm. So he's got an NBA champion this year, NHL champion last year, Ram Super Bowl champion last year, and the Mammoth were the National Lacrosse League champions in 2022 as well. He's got three championships in a 16-month period with the major uh, sports leagues. So what else could you possibly want? That is exactly what a fan could aspire an owner to be. But, 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 but. If we remember, for the Rams, he sold out for that. I mean, they grabbed their nuts and put them right on the table, and they were going all in for that Super Bowl. They had everybody on that team, and it was all for that team to win it that year. Sure. But the Nuggets, like I said, have a little bit of a different case. But if he doesn't pay Jamal in two years or even next year when Jamal's agent starts to peek around a little bit, get a little noise on the street, especially if he has another year like this year, man, that would be devastating because Jamal and Joker are the best duo in the NBA as of right now for sure. So you're not even worried about rookies next season like Alabama shooting star Brandon Miller coming to the league? Or put him on Jarris Detroit. Walker who... I think Jarris Walker belongs in the NBA. I don't think he was a good college basketball player, but I think he'll belong in the NBA. But then what about Grady Dick? Could be the next, like, Christian Brown. He could be. And you know what? Bring him bring him though, to the Nugs. Yeah, Grady Dick's a better shooter, but that's fine. Jordan Hawkins could cause problems. Well, give me – you know what? Let me bring back to Grady Dick. Put Grady Dick on the Nuggies because we support we support those type of ball players like Christian Brown, Colin Gillespie. What do you mean by that? Grady Dick. There are these – What do you mean by that? They're these homegrown, great college basketball players that might not be NBA stars, but they could make it on. A, they can make it on a team. I'm with that. I hope Grady Dick pops off. He was sick. Yeah, me too. I'll take him. But real talk, if we're going to talk about anyone going hard in the league, it's going to be Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. That kid was so sick to watch. I can't remember him. Oh, all right. Moving on. Moving on. I will. I do want to say one more thing about Stan Kroenke. Jared, remember the interview last night when they had him on top of the stage? And where I was like, does this guy not know how a microphone works? As he's whispering in poor Lisa Salter's ear while she was interviewing him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was that was a tough look. Like, I mean, how do you not know how a microphone works after winning three championships in a 16-month period? Well, so, maybe he was just trying to get sweet on the reporter. I mean, that's fair, but in front of the whole entire world to see, right on front stage, you know the camera's on you? That's game. I got one question I do want to ask you about him. 
I just me. I laid it. Yeah, I laid it out. You got three championships in sixteen month period. You own all these things. Uh-huh. You're a multi billionaire. You own SoFi Stadium. Okay. You own Ball Arena. Okay. What else could you possibly want? Like you're this rich billionaire dude, and if you're a billionaire, as I will steal from part of my take, if you're a billionaire and own don't own a sports team, something's actually wrong with your mental well being and you should be probably looked at as a threat to society. Yeah. But this guy owns everything in the sports world. Like this is what you would want in your life. See, I'd be happy with season tickets to like any one of those stadiums you mentioned. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, be able to just go and like not have to be concerned about buying a twenty dollar beer like if I can make it through next week, you know? Oh yeah. You know, just being able to have a good night. So for me I wouldn't need anything else personally. I I'd I'd be okay with that. I think I'd be fine with that yeah, too. I'd be alright. And you know who else is fine with Pretty much about the low low ball, like talking like that, like it's just season tickets. Mm-hmm. Is Nikola Jokic? That man just wants to go home and see his horses. Yeah. He's just a humble man. Just a humble Simple guy. Man. Sportsmanship, shaking everybody's hand before he celebrates. It ain't much, but it's honest work. Not too much. Not too many smiles were broke. Nope. Did you see him trying to shake the champagne and do it in the locker room? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my gosh, Jerry. You gotta I saw go him look at that video. Nickel Bob, that's about it. That picture is awesome. That <laughs> was class. So let me remind you, this man was drafted 41st overall. So he is the lowest drafted NBA player to win Finals MVP. And you know what he was drafting during, Jer? You know how in the NFL and even in the NBA, you get these, you get drafted, and then it shows you at home celebrating with your family, or you're up on stage. Yeah. He didn't even get a spotlight. You know what he was drafted during? A Taco Bell quesarito commercial. And you know what Taco Bell just did? discontinued the quesarito in april that's so they gotta bring it back you have to bring it back now right yeah in in light of the joker being the best player in the universe right now bring back the quesarito got to the the run that he went on in the playoffs first all time in all three of these categories 600 points 269 rebounds 190 assists he is the only player let me repeat that the only player in history to accomplish this feat in playoff nba history only one of one. He now has two regular season MVPs. Should be three. Got screwed this year. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that was about. I mean, we kind of know what that's about, but won't speak to that. Finals MVP, NBA champion, all at 28 years old. This man is on the rise. The Denver Nuggets are here to stay. What if he peaked? He didn't peak. And I'm not a hater. I'm just curious. Like, what if that's... If he peaked, what he's given to Denver the last three years, I can't even be mad. Okay. Can't that's a mad. good fan right there. I respect you for saying that. Just all heart. And we'll check in if he did peak midseason next year and see what you have to say. Yeah, we'll see what we have to say. Because I've never seen Austin Gary yell at a TV before in my life. So I know. I'm a pretty humble guy when it comes to sports. And mm-hmm. Very calm. Very calm. Yeah, I don't really get worked up to, about too much, especially never. especially not, not the I've Washington seen. Redskins. Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to talk about? No. No, I'm good. It's been a Come week. On. Yep. Quick week. Has been a quick week. I feel like a lot's happened. So that's it. Sorry about the dogs in the background. They're just having a good time, so we're not going to kill their fun for a podcast. Just being boys. Mm-hmm. But thanks for listening to another episode of Tea Time Podcast. Make sure to tune back in next week for next week's episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.